0: Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast, I'm Blaine Marion,
1: and I'm Courtney Marion,
0: and on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober,
1: and how we continue to stay sober.
0: Well, hello everybody, this is episode 12 of the No Wasted Days podcast, I'm your co-host Blaine Marion,
1: and I'm Courtney Marion, and today's
0: episode might be a little bit of a harder one to get through, as the title says, this episode is on cocaine. And uh, I just we want to be honest with the listeners, and the whole reason why we're doing these things is to help people that are struggling with their addictions. And uh, if we're uh, gonna help people, you know, we got to kind of tell our story and uh, the
1: full truth and nothing but the truth. And be yeah, honest.
0: We got to tell the whole truth. Be honest with everybody. Be honest with the listeners. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, we're gonna kind of get into our uh, drug addiction with our drug of choice, cocaine.
1: So this one has been one we wanted to film for a while. There's so much anxiety going on right now. Like me and Blaine are literally just fucking buzzing back and forth from anxiety. Um, But yeah, it's like Blaine said, it's something we need to address because it is a part of us. Uh, A few people that are very close with us know Um, Other people might have had suspicions, but now's the time to fucking kick this pig. Uh, We also, on top of addiction, being addicted to alcohol, we battled a cocaine addiction.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to admit, even just to the microphone. (laughs) To
1: each other, when we know. Jesus,
0: it's hard to say. I mean, I still can't believe that I was so deep, and it's hard to say. I know some people are going to listen to this and be like, holy fuck, but, well, it is what it is, and. We overcome it and look at us now. So it all kind of started. Um, fuck. First time I did it was I must have been 20, 21 years old.
1: Just a young buck.
0: Just a young kid. I was working in the oil patch and uh, just stupidity. You know, it's you want to fit in with your co workers and uh, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I really don't. I don't know. But it, I started doing it and it just, man, it, it gave me this confidence that I never had. And it was, it's the worst drug out there because it just, it gives you this self-confidence that you're just like, oh, I'm the coolest guy here, look at me, and I'm the life of the party, and, oh, it's, it really takes a toll on you and it's, it doesn't take long for it to grab hold of you and get you in its grips
1: um so i just want to start off by saying sarah if you hear this don't tell mom and dad ah you know what whatever they got their own fucking <laughs> problems go ahead and tell mom and dad um but yeah and it, it's interesting because i know you said you started doing coke when you were 20 or 21 yeah i didn't actually start doing coke till i was like 25 uh, fucking shit like way too old in the game to uh have picked on that, uh, picked up on that. We used to actually have a little bit of tension in our relationship because I knew had Blaine had had done coke in the past, um, and I was very much against it. Uh, my brother dabbled in that kind of lifestyle, and unfortunately for him, it, it did not end well. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. I actually. For some fucking stupid reason, around 24, 25, decided I was going to do something I was completely against for most of my life.
0: Yeah, I'm jump right in. And jump
1: right in, fucking nose deep, chimney deep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's insane how quick like it took over. You know, all of a sudden, probably the fifth or sixth time I did it, like from then on, I never wanted to get drunk without it. Like it. It's such a fucked up life to get into and it was just the worst. I remember we lived in an apartment and I got introduced to this guy who was a drug dealer. He lived like three apartments down from me. So, I mean, that was just insane. Fucking
1: a recipe for disaster. Oh,
0: yeah. The whole thing, like anxiety about the drug was just, you know, you, you you do a bunch of things that you never would do. I mean, you put yourself in situations that you never would be in just to try to find it, to find a, there was nothing worse when you're drunk and you didn't have it. It was like, Oh, I gotta go find it now. And it was like, Holy fuck. Here we go. It's well, just,
1: and living in Fort St. John in general, like that's just fucking put that out there. Like it's like the oil patch is fucking worst kept secret that yeah. people, and not just oil patch workers, but fucking people in general. Fort St. John is very much a transit, ta- transit town. Um, it's fucking everywhere. You know, everybody not everybody, but basically fucking everybody does it. Um, young, old, fucking all in between. It's one of those things that I'm honestly surprised we didn't get introduced to earlier in life. Mm -hmm. Thank God we didn't, because obviously we fucking, you know, wouldn't have been able to keep her together at a younger age. It was hard enough when we getting into it in your twenties, but it's one of those things that fucking it just like you said, you know, drinking's no longer drinking without fucking doing bombs and getting fucked up yeah. on top of it.
0: It's so crazy. And like in Fort St. John, it's not like, it's normal to go to a party and see people doing lines. It's not frowned It's upon. normal. And if they're not, if it's not out in the open, they're doing them in the bathroom. Like yeah. it's a normal, I don't, I don't like saying that it's a normal thing, but it's.
1: But it is. Therapy. It is.
0: Like, man, even now that I'm sober, like oh, fuck. I go to, if we go to a restaurant or something, you know, I'll go to the bathroom and fuck me. There's people in the stalls and it's just like, holy fuck. Like I can't believe if you don't know what's going on, maybe you just kind of don't understand, but being a recovering addict, like fuck, I still see it all the time. And I'm like, holy fuck boy. It's like, settle down. I call it like, It's the ultimate like live fast drug, you know. You're in that lifestyle, working in the patch, making money, driving fast, big old diesel trucks, and you got the eight ball on the weekend. It's like Jesus Christ. It's it's so crazy because I lived that lifestyle for so long, and now that I'm not, fuck, I am so happy that I'm not. The shit takes over. It takes over your whole life.
1: It it controls
0: you. Yes, it really does. Like I know. Like it sounds. It sounds insane, but like you plan your whole like night around it. It's like, oh, I gotta call my dealer, make sure I got it on me, and then we're going here, and oh, we're drinking with these people that that don't do drugs, so I gotta hide it, or I don't want to get too drunk in front of them, and I can do it later. Oh, it's 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 such a fucking disgusting. It's fucking
1: disgusting. It's so fucking soul consuming. It's such a gross feeling, and it's such it plays into that whole fucking. So, it's bad enough being fucked up on booze where, you know, alcohol is legal. Fucking everybody likes to have a good time. Like, it's not frowned upon. But, like, coke and shit, like, ah, uh, Like, it's when it goes hand in hand, it is such a fucking dangerous game to play. Holy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, it started off, you know, I'd always, like, do it with other people and have parties or whatever. And then it kind of progresses to where, I think, to be honest, it was kind of, you're almost like ashamed of how much you're doing and what you are doing, I and mean, really. So then you kind of start doing it by yourself at home, and then you get into some real dark places. You know, it's you no longer want to even go out and party with friends, you just want to get drunk, fucked up at home by yourself or with together. We were, we're both worst enemy
1: that that one point where yes when we had both fucking had jumped on that wagon there and and honestly like in almost having that other person almost made it that much easier to fucking be like no eh, you want to get fucked up yeah like it almost like it shouldn't have but it almost like justified your own addiction because you know the other guy wanted to get fucked up with you too
0: yeah and also another thing like it is fucking expensive right fuck my me god the money holy sweet fuck it was not out of this, like, every time we got drunk, which was a lot. A lot. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it was normal to spend at least 200 bucks on booze and drugs. Like, and that's, like, conservative.
1: I remember, okay, we used to go pre fucking pandemic. We used to go to Oilers games in Edmonton all the time. Yeah. We literally had to fucking plan, like, how to get our drugs before we fucking went to Edmonton to go to, like, games. Like, it was terrible.
0: It, it takes over your whole life. Like I, I would do research on like places like in Mexico where I could get her on the beach. So it's like, Oh, I want to go to that resort. Cause I know a guy. It's like, how stupid is that? And We're I'm just fucking Mexico. You I'm idiot. just going to
1: say it. We went to Mexico a few times. <laughs> oh. okay.
0: And like people, some people now are like, Hey, do you ever want to travel again? I'm like, no, not really.
1: Like it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, fuck, I'm like triggered by it. I'm like, Oh, thank you.
1: I know, like, a part of me would love a fucking all-inclusive resort, but then I'm also like, yeah, I'm good at home.
0: <laughs> Springs, yeah, I'm good where I am. I'm
1: good. I'm content. My fucking ducks and my <laughs> chickens and shit don't bring up any fucking nasty memories of uh, my past. I'm good.
0: Yeah, and it's like I said, we're, we're talking about this stuff because we want to let people know, like, if you're still struggling with this shit, like, you're not alone. We Fuck, I did it all. Like Man, some of like the things that I did and situations, like, just the
1: situations we put ourselves in and the fucking bad shit that we're very lucky didn't fucking happen. Yeah. And again, we're not like saying this because we're, you know, like, I don't want fucking screw- your pity, your street credit, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just want people to know, like, if we're going to tell this story, you got to hear all of it. Yeah. Um, And it's hard. Like, it's fucking hard to talk about it. I don't yeah. like to talk about it. I don't like the fact that my fucking close, like, super close family and friends are like, Jesus Christ, Courtney.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, I create, like I hit it from a lot of people. Like I don't think a lot of people knew how bad it was. Like no. I they, I don't think they did, which is insane to me because it's like fuck, I was terrible. I remember like at the height of my addiction, I got I got fucked up fourteen days in a row. Fourteen days. Imagine how fucking shitty I felt. Like I can't
1: believe. and I
0: was working.
1: But your poor fucking fuck. body, man. No wonder our mental health was just completely fucked.
0: Oh, It is insane. That's why now, like, I am so proud of our sobriety, and I fucking yell it. And I say it all the time. And I don't give a fuck if people were just like, Jesus, oh yeah, another sober fucking whatever. Fuck you, man. I don't care. Absolutely. I,
1: you know we the fucking came- mountains we had to fucking climb and the demons we had to fucking square off with to get here? Like, yeah. again, like, I fucking, it's hard not being fucked up, being an alcoholic, but you had fucking a little bit of nose candy in there. And, like, it was a tough, tough battle. Yeah. So, and you know what? If you want everyone's, if anybody's sick of this fucking sober story, I'm sick of you fucking not supporting the sober <laughs> story. Because it was a fucking battle. And again, this is a battle we took on by ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that I want to say in this podcast, too. Like, you can do this on your own. You can. It'll be fucking the hardest thing you ever do in your life. But I did it. You did it.
1: I did it. But, you know, we had each other, which fucking helped Yeah, we had each other. But also, that being said, if you are fighting this battle, fucking reach out. Even if I've never met you, even if we have never fucking met you, reach out. Mm-hmm. Keep Take the people that fucking offer the support that's given, because I'm not going to lie to you, it is a hard battle. And it is one okay. that fucking you will fight every day for the rest of your fucking life. Even two years in, you know what? My sobriety is extremely strong, but there is not a fucking day that goes by that there's not like a post traumatic stress fucking memory or something that is like oh god, remember like do you remember this time like no I'm good.
0: Oh I know there's all kinds of things that are just like whoa like it's even just, if, it's like, a, like not a trigger but it's just like a reminder almost or something. Like I see like a fucking like a ziploc baggie or something I'm like oh fuck get, away from me. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, <laughs> clean
1: up this fucking mess. No
0: I'm just kidding. Yeah and like. Uh, and not to mention how fucking dangerous it is.
1: Right? Within like, an and shit. Fuck fuck uh, me, man. We're lucky. That's all I have to say. We're in, lucky, Very lucky. In active
0: addiction though, you don't you don't even like it never crosses your mind. And I've heard people say this all the time. And I'm just like, it's the stupidest thing. Oh, I get my shit from somebody that I trust. I know what they put in it. Like, it's fucking cocaine. Even if it doesn't have fentanyl in it, which again it it's does. fucking cocaine. Which nine Hello. times out of
1: ten it's been fucking stomped Holy with it has fuck. fucking baby laxative and fucking fentanyl and the like god only knows what the fuck right? this shit you know about. Like this stuff is
0: good for you. Right it's <laughs> like on. fucking
1: multivitamin here, one size fits all. Like oh I've heard people
0: year. say that and I'm just like fuck, shake my fucking head.
1: And also that being fucking said, and again, like if that is a lifestyle you're in narcan baby fucking get some shit if that shit goes down you need to be prepared like we lost a friend last year at like to fucking this shit and drugs and just everything in general narcan fucking have it it's shitty that you're making these decisions i'm not judging i made these fucking decisions but have this shit on the fucking back burner because you never know when it might save your life
0: right like just could you imagine you're having a good time partying with your buddy and they do something and then boom overdose like yes have some fucking precautions in your goddamn house or wherever you're partying like for the very least i never did either i was the same thing it all never happened to me well until it fucking does
1: you know what it never happened to me and we fucking no word of a lie we lost a fucking friend to this shit and it was probably i know his family doesn't talk about it a lot or probably at all i don't know but it was probably 100% fucking avoidable and that's exactly what it is yeah like you gotta fucking if you're gonna live that fucking life you don't you don't want to die that life I can tell you no. like fuck me
0: no just and that's honestly I think that's why it was so hard to get sober because it was your fucking what is it like your serotonin levels get so high when you're high and then when you're coming off of the shit they're so low that you oh you just do anything to get high again because you're like just up and down up and down and oh your body's going through shit and it's oh because it's don't, the
1: highest of highs oh, and then the, the fucking lowest, lowest of lows right the
0: lowest when you're yeah like when you're on the shit you're the highest on top of the world and then when you're fucking coming down it's the worst feeling ever you just, you're alone you're lonely you feel like shit you're
1: sick you're fucking depressed
0: yeah. fuck it's the worst
1: well and then you're stuck feeling the shame and the fucking guilt from the yeah. bad decisions you decisions you made that were related to this and the money you fucking spent on this shit and the fucking opportunities you missed and the fucking shit that, you know, shit that is a priority that wasn't a priority because you were like fuck it, I'll get fucked up.
0: Yeah, the shame is a huge The shame one. is huge,
1: man. Like I fucking I'd be
0: so shameful after like a weekend of partying. I would be like, okay, like, I'm going to get through this week and not do it. And then Wednesday comes around and I'm at fucking wherever for wing night, doing it again. Right. Fuck, it's such a vicious cycle. Addiction is, it's something I don't wish on anybody. To be honest, my worst enemy, I wish nothing but the best for people. To be honest, I don't even have any enemies that I know of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might have to can I,
0: release this. One, but... I want people to live their best lives. And. Fucking getting drunk and doing drugs, isn't it? No. It's
1: not. And it's fuck, especially now. Like now that I like, I'm so fucking clear headed, and I see shit, and I see people for who they are. Like I see old friends and stuff that are still in this fast lifestyle, and I'm just like, holy fuck, like you look rough, bro. Yeah. Like, and I like, I don't. I'm not saying this to be mean, and I'm not trying to be like a judgmental bitch, but like, I can fucking see it in like can, you can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their fucking the way they smile, like. Mm-hmm. You're just like, fuck, man. Like, you're getting all consumed. And I just hate that because I know that I looked like that. I know that yeah. I felt like that. And I just want to be like, fuck, it doesn't have to be this way, man.
0: It really yeah, fucked it me. Like, it's the
1: hardest thing in the world, but it doesn't fucking have to be this way.
0: Yeah. And it's so crazy. Like, the whole drug game, it's oh, it's such a messed up thing. You're always – like, it's oh, – I don't even know how to explain it. It's It consumes, like, your life. Like, you, you go to a bar – and you see a guy that, oh, I know that guy sells it. so You don't know, you have to talk to him. You give him a head nod and he meets you in the bathroom. It's fucked. Like, you don't even have to say a word. And you can get drugs. Like, it's, oh, it's fucked. But I, what I've noticed is, like, the longer I've been sober and stuff, the, like, when I was in active addiction, I would see, like, I don't know, people around town and I'd be like oh I'm pretty sure that's a drug dealer or whatever <laughs> and like now I, I never see it because I, I think because I'm not looking for it I don't know
1: well we also live in Hudson's Hope <laughs> well, yeah but
0: even when we go to John or whatever
1: I have a crystal dealer now I don't have a <laughs> <any> longer <laughs> I fucking I traded up I don't have a coke dealer anymore I have a fucking crystal dealer and that's just and we're MIB. talking
0: rocks not crystal meth yes yes
1: <laughs> yes never, sorry we fuck never god. did crystal meth god, thank god thank god that would have been the next fucking episode if we did but
0: <laughs> no <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> But Jesus yeah, it's, it, it's pretty crazy talking about all this stuff, you know, it's, it's hard to admit, like, man, it's so hard to say, like, I know, like, if you are struggling, it's hard to admit, because I, I didn't admit to like, even you, like, yeah. we knew we had a problem, well, but we used to I, fi- I never flat out said, we used, I to a fucking, fucking,
1: I'm a we used to fight about it before I started doing drugs. Blaine yeah. and I used to, we, we actually fucking broke up over it once. Yeah. One time my dad was over at our house. And my dad was like, I'm going to borrow these fucking uh, coveralls to go fix something in the fucking shed or in our garage. And my dad was like, there's a bag of coke in here. And I was like, and okay, the worst part, there's no denying it. Blaine's fucking name was all the thing. I don't know how why they were in there. You were probably hiding it, I'm assuming. I don't yeah. fucking know. But yeah. like, yeah, like we used to fight about it. And then all of a sudden this weird fucking switch happened and we were both fucked.
0: Yeah. And I feel terrible because I'm feel like I drug you into that lifestyle. I'm like, fuck. I
1: Wow, I'm a big... I kick
0: myself over it all the time.
1: I'm a big girl. It's not like you fucking held a gun to my head. I know. I knew better. I just chose not to because... I don't know why. Because I guess if you can't beat them, you might as well join them. And I think it kind of came with, like, a little bit of, like feeling, like, almost, like, left out because every, like, not everybody, but a lot of people in our close circle were, and they all, like, yeah. I almost felt, like, judged for not doing it. I don't know. Weakness, I guess. I don't fucking know why. At the tender age of 25, you would be like, hey, I should yeah. start doing blow." Yeah. Fuck absolute stupidity. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. Maybe my mom dropped me as a baby. I don't know what to <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if anyone's listened to this and they've never done it, don't.
1: Don't fucking do it. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Never touch the shit. It's
1: don't do it and you will never miss out because no, it's not fucking God. yeah you know you're not you're not gaining anything by doing it that's all i have to say i
0: honestly and i know this sounds kind of weird but i don't think i would have became an alcoholic if i never touched drugs i don't think i would have i still would have
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have a long fucking outstanding my whole my whole Maybe family has a long outstanding fucking battle with uh with booze it's Something in us. I don't know. Like I don't mean. Again, I'm not saying this to shit on my family. I love them. They fight their own battles. But I think fucking alcoholism always would have been part of my part of my palate. Because to be honest, it was before I even did coke. It was just coke. I guess. Yeah. Coke was just the fucking cherry on top of a wicked night. I guess. I don't know what to tell you.
0: I guess. Yeah. Because yeah, I had an alcohol problem before too. I guess. And because I didn't have to
1: be ashamed to drink. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, like it's a shitty thing to say but like drinking was acceptable in my family around my friends my fucking coworkers. everybody drank everybody was having a great time like it was so easy to fall into alcoholism because everybody around me was not only encouraging it they were like oh if you don't fucking drink you're a loser basically
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and like it's funny because now at 30 fucking two years old i'm saying well if all you do in life is drink you're a fucking loser
0: yeah i so. don't I know a lot of people drink and do drugs for whatever reasons, recreational know,
1: I guess, I don't know.
0: And stupidity? Just if you are and if you're especially if you're a young person listening to this, man, be extra careful because it does not take long and all of a sudden you're you're in it. You can't get out, it feels impossible.
1: And you know like for us, a lot of and a lot of people were very surprised when we quit drinking and we quit fucking we got off the sauce and quit doing drugs and shit. We were a best case scenario because we never fucking hit to the point where, yeah. like, we turned out, knock on wood, relatively well, and considering unsaved. how badly we could have fucking turned out. We could have ended up fucking dead. We could have lost our fucking house. We could have went tits up. Like, there's so many fucking. We could have killed ourselves fucking. Yeah. Like, there's so many different fucking avenues that we could have turned out we are extremely fucking lucky I'm sure we both have guardian angels or somebody fucking being like yeah. you guys are assholes they're probably chain smoking cigarettes and being like <laughs> why are you the way that you fucking are
0: right our spirituality podcast we did last week is yeah the people looking out for us are like, Jesus, get it together. Like,
1: my poor grandmother's fully fucking turning over in her grave being like, Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I mean, that's that's just it, right? Like, fucking there's a reason why we're still here. There's a reason why we're yeah. fucking, we pull, we're pulling out of it. There's a reason why we're fucking, we're doing this shit. And, the, honestly, for me, I want other people to know, don't be fucking ashamed if you need help. Yeah. Don't be ashamed if you fucking got duped into this shitty lifestyle. Cause I fucking did too. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not going to fucking deny it. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, if fucking I never did drugs or whatever, I never would have been alcoholic. I would have always been an alcoholic. It's just part of my DNA. It fucking, it sucks. It is what it is. But in the same sense, like, fuck, if you need help, reach out.
0: Yeah. Don't think
1: that you're carrying this burden alone because of fucking your own pride or your own shame. Like, there's so much life to live and fucking, yeah, don't ever be ashamed for needing help with this shit. It it sucks. It's fucking addicting, man. It sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Like you said, we, I never really had a rock bottom. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just living the way I was every day. was a rock bottom feeling like shit being that constant cycle of being fucked up, hung over, fucked up again, hung over
1: that cycle, right? I guess
0: that was just a constant. My life was a rock bottom. Like it was fucked.
1: And, it's, and like, it's, again, it's fucking crazy because looking in from the outside, like, oh, because like, Courtney and Blaine were traveling, they were drinking, they were fucking, yeah. we have a nice house, we have, you know, like we had, we were checking these boxes on this fucking imaginary scorecard you get in life that says you're doing well.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
1: gravity of the situation was like, sure, we were fucking checking these boxes, but we were both so self-consumed in this fucking terrible, terrible addiction that was just soul eating. And like the people around us didn't even know yeah you know like my parents had no fucking idea i my sister i'm sure had no fucking idea i'm sure most of your family didn't know
0: yeah and it just sucks because you you kind of feel alone because you're like man i'm struggling with this by myself and like i felt like i couldn't go to anybody like what am i gonna say like fuck i have a drug problem like
1: I felt ashamed. Yeah, yeah. me too. I'm I didn't so want to tell anybody.
0: I was like, "Fuck that!" Right? Like I was like, I don't even want to go to rehab and say I have a problem. <laughs> I should have. I needed rehab probably more than anybody.
1: And it's one the shittiest part about this is the only people that knew were the people so deep and fucked up in their trenches as well is that they were encouraging the behavior.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like fuck. Some but I Well had, no,
1: there was our one of our friends Watson. He fucking
0: Yeah, he was my biggest supporter. Yeah, I know. He was yeah. Like he would make fun of me all the time. <laughs> I know. And be like, oh do you Why don't you for my fucking drink? Drinking but some drinking That's your, just how our relationship was. We'd make fun of each other.
1: Drinking your fucking coffee and going to bed <laughs> at 8 30 on a Friday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just so crazy how we've somehow managed to overcome this and like we're not really following any program or we're doing it ourselves. And it's, I'm so fucking proud of that. We've done it. We're doing it just by doing all these fucking things, you know? So, I've never been happier in my life.
1: I'm so proud of this podcast. Like, I was legit, like, fucking shaking. Blaine's like, today's the day. And I'm like, are you sure today's the day? <laughs> Fucking anxiety ridden through the fucking roof, and like now that we're in it, so like and we're talking about it, I like I'm, I'm so proud that this shit is coming out. I'm, 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 you know, like it's one of those things that's so easy to be ashamed of, and like, let's be honest, it's fucking there's always gonna be like that little bit of shame, and like, I'm so worried about judgment and so worried about all the shit that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you were to sit here and judge a person who's being honest about their past and who have, who is doing better for themselves, yeah. fuck you. If you want to judge me for fucking my past, get
0: fucked. Yeah, I'm not really worried, like. If yeah, if you think different of me because I used to do fucking drugs and alcohol, well, I guess whatever. I don't, I don't care.
1: Well, and if it's
0: a part of my story, and I to help other people, it has to come out. So.
1: And if you are, it the, happened.
0: You, there's no going back and redoing it.
1: No, that's it right. happened. And so. and I and like not only that, but like. Take a good hard look in the mirror. Like this is something else. I kind of want to get the point across. There's so many people out there that are fucked on this shit. You have no idea. Yeah, there's no idea. Like so,
0: everybody. Not not, not, everybody, not everybody, but, but like
1: but... Uh, people you wouldn't think. Fucking yeah. even like doctors, fucking lawyers, like anybody, like uh, nobody. Nobody is. Um. Nobody gets a get out, get out of jail free card here. Like there's so many people from all different walks of life that suffer yeah. suffer with this, um, and just yeah, like. That's just something that, it just shows how quickly this shit gets out of hand.
0: Mm-hmm. And and it might not be, it might not even be cocaine, but even prescription drugs that are somehow okay because the doctor gave them to you. Like, I never had a problem with that shit. That's no, thank, a whole different ball. Thank God,
1: because pills would have been fucking a real treat. dad like onto our cocktail of fun. But
0: if you're going to judge somebody for what they did in the past, maybe take a look at yourself, because I'm sure there's some shit in your medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be a little that might be mind altering. I'll a little just say
1: that. <laughs> uh, this is what an interesting one to film. I'm super yeah, curious. Uh, super curious to see how you guys kinda respond to this. I know we kinda I don't know if you picked up on it, but we left little tidbits here and there throughout other <laughs> yeah. um podcasts kind of leading up to this.
0: Yeah, when I always said, Oh, I'll stay up till six in the morning. I was like, Whoa. Obviously, I'm up to no good.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. No fucking nothing good happens after 12. I can tell you that. 12 a.m. Just go the fuck home. Yeah.
0: One thing I want to say there, I, uh, we've been doing ice baths lately because we're on, <laughs> now that we're in this sober life, you know, I'm basically trying to heal my body from all the damage I did to it for a decade. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> so, you know, we're working out pretty hard, going for all these walks and hikes and eating healthy, doing these ice baths. And I seen on YouTube the other day, it was like... You get the same serotonin hit, serotonin hit in an ice bath than you do from doing cocaine, and I got to thinking. I was like, you know what? You might be right because when <laughs> I get out of that ice bath, I'm the king of the fucking north, and I feel great. You I just did one.
1: You son of a bitch, you got me.
0: <laughs> so if you're struggling with uh, drugs, I don't know, jump in a cold lake or get an ice bath. Try. It.
1: Actually, the cold bath is really good for anxiety too. It is
0: super good. Super.
1: I was actually talking to my crystal dealer, crystal yeah. rock dealer. Yeah. yeah, crystal as in crystal rocks, not crystal meth dealer. I love this earlier today because she has anxiety. Yeah, it's a it's a, well, and it's a tool that we use to fucking mm-hmm. help aid us in our and help aid us in our recovery and something else that, you know, especially in the last little while, um, addressing our addressing your trauma. Like I've been really big on addressing my trauma. And a lot of the trauma comes from stems from fucking drugs and alcohol. Yeah. um, And not only just drugs and alcohol that I did fucking generations before me like we're all we're all connected I know that's a spiritual thing but like Mm -hmm. addressing your trauma will really help on if you're recovering from fucking booze drugs whatever the fuck it is you do that you shouldn't be doing no more address your trauma
0: it's kind of a thing that I find you have to do in order to live like a sober life and We'll do a podcast later on trauma. I don't feel like crying today. so Yeah, no shit. I
1: mean, I got, I got some pizza in the fucking, in the dough maker here. Yeah.
0: That's my well, reward um, for
1: coming on here and spilling my fucking guts and telling the world that I was a coke yeah. yeah, we'll
0: talk about trauma later. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, anyways, I hope this episode hits home with some people, you know, if they're struggling with this shit. You're not alone. You might feel like you're alone, but you're not. Anybody can fucking get off of it. Me and Courtney did. You can too.
1: Also, please reach out. If you need fucking help, no, no one's going to judge you here. Please reach out. Exactly. And get some fucking Narcan if you're going to fuck with this shit.
0: There you go, guys. Well, I hope you guys like this episode. As always, catch us here next Friday for another episode. No wasted days. Peace. Peace.